Welcome to Opening the Door Podcast. Join me as we unlock the door to our psychic and mediumship abilities. Welcome to the podcast today, everybody. I have a new episode for you. This is an interview with Anthony, the Auric Diviner. I just wanted to say a few words before the episode. The interview begins. This was such a great episode. There's so many little tips, little golden nuggets of wisdom in here. I hope you find them all. I had such a great time chatting with Anthony and shout out to Anthony as well because I had more than one technical difficulty during this interview. This is my first interview doing a podcast like this and he was so patient and um, just such a great first interview to have. There's so many great things in here. So I just wanted to let you know that before the episode starts. Um, you will hear one sort of when I went into edit because of those technical difficulties that you'll hear um, the beginning of a question and then you'll hear me. This is toward the end of the episode. You'll hear me ask it again because the technical difficulty happened during his answer. So you'll hear me ask the same question sort of twice and you'll you'll know it when you hear it. But it's just the way I edited it to make sure that his total answer could be there. So just letting you know that in advance. And without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome to Opening the Door podcast. I have my very first guest here. We're going to be talking all through about Anthony's journey to psychic mediumship. And to introduce Anthony, also known as the Auric Diviner, which I absolutely love that name. (laughs) Anthony is a psychic medium and a practicing witch. Um, So he would say his tradition is eclectic and rooted in more pagan thought processes. Like many, if not all people who walk this path, he worked, uh, he works through spirit and with spirit and for spirit. His passion is for the magical world, which has been with him since he was a little boy. Later in life, his aunt gifted him his first tarot deck, launching him into a powerful journey deeper into this beautiful world um, than he ever thought he would go. Although he has, uh, wow, on his path for many years, he feels his growth still continues and will always continue, which I think is true of hopefully all of us here on this journey. Um, And with his experience in divination through tarot, mediumship, the pendulum, and a unique art that he calls aura rendering, which I'm very excited to get into today. Um, he's been able to help many people understand the messages that spirit has for them. So welcome Anthony to opening the door podcast. Thank you. And you read that so well, like, so like pretty smooth there for like the first little blur. Thank you. (laughs) To be your first interview and to be opening up this podcast world with you. And thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. So One of the things I really want to do with this podcast for myself and for other people listening, trying to sort of um, open their own intuition and abilities um, is sort of let other psychic mediums tell their story and how they made it to where they are today. So, um, and I think everybody's story is just hearing what everybody goes through to get to where they are, helps other people find their path and Uh, just teaches people so many wonderful things. So I'd like to first start with just having you tell us about your journey. Um, When did it start? Did you start sort of at a young age having spiritual experiences? Um, Or did this come to you a little bit later in in adulthood? Where where did your journey begin? Uh, I would definitely, (laughs) I am a very stereotypical, like, 
storybook of a psychic medium. When I was a very young age, um, my grandmother died and I was extremely close with both my grandmothers who died within a year of each other. And it was when my mom's mom, so my first grandmother who passed away died, um, that I had my first like, wow, there's someone standing at the foot of my bed experience. Yeah. Which sounds terrifying, but I knew it. I knew that this was my grandmother. I knew that she was coming to visit me. And I like, after that moment had, I'm getting chills just talking about this. It's, yeah. Yeah, but I knew that that was who that was and what they were doing. And it was the, the weirdest part of it. It wasn't like a picture perfect image of a person. It was just like this energy energy flow that was standing at the foot of my bed and it was like it all got put together up in my mind and mm, it yes. kind of, okay so that was cool and then it kind of spiraled from there I guess um growing up I was I think I was I, I wasn't like young young I was like 12 years old I think when this happened mm-hmm. and I remember like even in those those years like things would happen and it was like I saw the the video play in my head of like my grandfather falling out of a chair and then <laughs> next thing I know he's falling out of a chair and I was, yep. um but yeah I was a weird kid I was the one who loved um which is oh my god I I fucked so hard for the craft movie <laughs> so hard for my my very you know conservative family mm. um Buffy the Vampire Slayer all of that and you know I think I think the interesting thing is, is how, and this is something that I feel that a lot of people on this journey will like come to realize and come to know is that as life progressed for me, like going through puberty, everything got really quiet, you know, because I didn't care about being psychic. I didn't care about seeing dead people. All I cared about was looking good and being popular, you know, and that was a really interesting time for me where, when I started coming back out of that and I eventually met uh, some of my best friends, aunt, who claimed to have been able to see um, ghosts. She called, we called them, it's a long story, but we called them hippos because she told her kids, if you ever see a ghost, don't say that I saw a ghost because mm. see them. And so we all started calling them hippos for the kids. It was, a, oh, I love that. Stupid, I know, but it's fun. And, but it wasn't until I met her when I was like, I mean, I was like, 18, 19, when I got to know them really well. And that was when I really kind of accepted the fact that, oh my gosh, no, this isn't just something as a childhood fantasy. Like this is something that actually happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, we were walking up to the a house and I saw this, just this, a man laying at the end of a car, like he was working on it. And I knew it was in spirit. And I looked at her and she looked and I, and then we looked at each other and I was just like, oh, wow, I'm not, I'm not psycho. This is great. And so then that kind of went into getting, you know, I started looking more into the metaphysical world. I started understanding things a little bit differently, understanding that, you know, spirit world is a real thing and that it's, it's way more complicated than, you know, just than what we're taught, you know, and yeah. yeah of unfolded there my aunt like I said like you said my aunt gifted me my first tarot deck and that was a cool situation that took me I mean that was like seven years ago seven or eight years ago yeah and I I probably read for myself a handful of times and then hated it I was like this Mm -hmm. is not yeah and then 
came back out and then it just it just kept evolving and evolving and yeah now I'm like reading for people and yeah you're doing this so cool so many great things that you mentioned in there um the first thing I love that you mentioned sort of the ebb and flow of um like spirit and spirit connection I can totally relate to that my um I, I can totally see back now looking in at, through my experiences now at the age I am, how it ebbed and flow. I had a like decent amount of experiences in high school and then college was a really strong time for my spirit flow for some reason. And I had, that was like my most fearful time too. It was like, you know, the whole the name of the podcast is opening the door, but that's when my door was most slammed shut. I had no idea what I was doing. And, and then it sort of, um, you know, got a little quiet after I graduated and, uh, you probably have related to this. It's like, is it gone? Like, mm-hmm. is it, you know? So yeah, I love that. And, um, Oh, what else did you mention that? I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm not remembering now, but there was so much good in that. I'm <laughs> sure I'm going to listen back and, and we'll, we'll, you know, uh, pop back onto some of those things, but, um, I love your early experience of, uh, with your grandmother that, oh yes. So here we go. I'm remembering now. Um, (laughs) can you describe for people listening that feeling of knowing, like how, how does that feel and, and how can we differentiate between like sort of that knowledge download that you get that's sort of just dropped in and that feeling of knowing and between like guessing like, is it this, is it that? And that like, is there a way you can sort of flesh that out and describe the difference so people can start noticing that on their own? I think that for most people, it can be different, but also in the very general aspect of it is, I I like to think of it like this. You have two voices in your head now. I know people are like, oh, you're listening to the voices. No, it's, it's real. You have two voices. You have one that screams at you. And this is a voice of your ego. This is your mind chatter that tells you, nope, you're wrong. You're wrong. That's not the right. Don't turn this way. You should be going that way. And then you have another voice that it's, it's like without a doubt. It's like a a voice that is without a doubt. I don't know how to explain that, but it's, it's more calm and it doesn't change. So your ego changes when, if you're, if you're, if you're, what you're asking is about like, how do you know when you're right? And versus how do you know when to guess? Yeah will always change. It'll be a different guess every time. Whereas when it's your intuition or when it's that knowledge download that you, it's, this is the right one. It doesn't change. It stays the same. And it's a calming. It's, it's like a calm voice. It's not like a scared, you know, type of voice. Um, I, I can tell you that for me personally, um, it is like everything else is just gone. So when I get into a reading and yesterday I had a mediumship reading um, and the ladies, the lady was looking to bring someone forth. And I said, okay, I just need to, need you know, I can't promise you anything. Yep. I don't promise I can bring forth the people you want to bring. So she gave me a wallet and I did, I asked her not to tell me who, because then my ego then and wants to draw, paint this picture or something. So I don't ask that I wanted to come forth. But when that, when they came forth, it was like, I was standing, it, although I could see everything normally, it was like standing in a room with just that person, you know? And for me, I know when it's real, I know when it's right because nothing else is around. 
in, in, in that space with me. And when I say in that space, I mean like in my mind's eye space. Yes. Um, you know, for some people, if they're more auditory, it might be they can't hear anything else. They can only hear what they're saying, I guess. But I, I do know that at the end of the day, in the most general sense, when it is real, it will not be a screaming um, sensation. It will be a very calm sensation. Yes, I love I love that differentiation. It's, it's so important when you're starting this work, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like differentiating between the ego and the intuition is, you know, I'll probably do a whole separate episode on that just because it's like such a great topic. Um, so are you, when you work through mediumship and, and your psychic work, are you more clairvoyant? Do you see, do you hear, are you more physical? What's your, what are sort of some of your main clairs that you work with? So I am first and foremost clairvoyant. Um, I definitely, that's where I'm, we'll talk about it later more, I'm sure with the R renderings, but I definitely am way more clairvoyant. And then, um, and don't, I promise you, I know what these, all these clairs are, but sometimes I get two of them mixed up and that, that is clairsentient. Mm -hmm. That's the, the sense, the sensing and the feeling. I pick up on uh, especially in mediumship, pick up on people's like personalities. Mm -hmm. um, not in the sense of I start taking that on and like start acting like them, but I do start to feel like what they would have felt like. Like if someone like, so another reading I had yesterday, a girl, a lady's friend came through and I kept wanting to cuss in front of her. Like, and I, and like not normally I'm a, I, I know we talked about this before we started. I, I uh -huh. swear. <laughs> the the feeling that I kept getting was just this fiery attitude of girl bitch you need to get your shit together blah 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 and the lady was just like eyes wide open she couldn't believe it because that was exactly how her friend was so I, I would see the image of the person like a, a person and then start picking up on their personality traits yeah. and then so I, that's how I kind of bring those two things together. And this is your confirmation, you know, do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's, yeah, that it's, it's one of those things where you think, yeah, I think this is it. And then the, your person you're reading for is like, yes, this is it. It's like, I, you know, it's a great moment to have. Mm -hmm. um, so when you were starting to sort of practice more and do readings, start readings, practice readings and um, just sort of honing your craft were there things that came immediately very easily to you um, what were those things and was there anything that sort of was uh, difficult for you that you eventually got there but were a little bit more difficult when you began to practice I so the easy things but okay I want to make sure I'm very clear about this none of it was really that easy mm -hmm. and wasn't easy so yes it was easy but it wasn't easy is that's because go back to the ego and I am very hard on myself and at the same time though I'm also you know I, I I like I love helping people so I was pushing myself too hard to kind of learn everything as fast as possible as soon as I even figured out that I could do that yeah um, so I would say that the easiest part for me was when I actually started to really dive into the cards. Um, and it was, it was easy for me to put together the storyline from card to card to card, which I think for a lot of people that tends to be, well, how do I read them together type of thing? And for me, that was actually, that came a lot easier. That was something easy. Now I will tell you that the most, um, the scariest, but most like 
I guess, inherent thing that was happening when I started reading, because I did not start doing mediumship readings for people. I was terrified to do them because of the expectation of saying I am a medium. And so I wouldn't say that. But in every reading that I would do, someone would come through and I would just start. I Oh, my gosh. I remember one time I was doing um, uh, I was doing an aura rendering. And this guy just, I mean, like I felt his, him walking, pacing back and forth. And I looked at the lady and I was like, okay, there's someone here. And I want to talk about him. He's, his energy is just insane. And I, at that point in time, I, there was no stopping it. I might word vomit, word vomit. And then I said something to her. He showed me like an envelope. I saw, kept seeing an envelope in my mind's eye. So I told her, I was like, what about a letter? Did you write a letter? Like there was, seems to be like a little folded up piece of paper in an envelope or just like a letter that was like slid across the table and she lost it. She started crying so hard. And so basically it was her friend from high school and the, re the way they became friends was he wrote her a letter and put it in her locker. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. so, but like the crazy thing is, is I was not, this was not a mediumship reading. This was an aura rendering. This was me painting colors on a piece of paper and talking to her. But every time that would happen, someone would come through and I refused to tell people I was a medium. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I get back into the ego. I was too scared. My ego was telling me, you're not ready. You're not good enough for that. And, you know, I should have not listened, but here I am now. So, yeah, it's hard not to listen. The ego, you know, is the, the, the nice way of saying it is the ego wants to protect you. Right. But mm -hmm. some of the things it wants to protect you from, it's a lot of growing, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I love that. I, um, I have had a similar sort of experience where it, um, I started with psychic work first, because even though I had a, had a lot of um, hippo sightings <laughs> in my life, um, I, you know, I was not ready or I felt not ready. So I, mm -hmm. I can definitely relate to that as been dipping your toe in for listeners, however you feel like you want to start, just start, just start, you know, doing it and the rest will will follow as it needs to. I think the um, most important thing when you start is to let it happen. Um, don't try to force it. it. That's what I did when I first started doing it. I was, I would pull a card for something and I'd be like, well, I don't, I don't think that's right. So I would pull, I would ask the question three or four times and like, no, 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 you got to let that shit come to you. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't you know? your guides are sitting there like, bitch, we told you in the first card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and accept it, let it and accept it. That's what yes. I Absolutely. Um, so were there, have there been any experiences that made you, uh, especially at the beginning, not want to pursue this work? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Um, I will, when I first started reading cards, it's like, I think if, if I can tell anything, but first let me tell the story. I, I I'm getting excited. Um, <laughs> When I first started flipping cards, as what's what I call it, reading tarot, I was so I got I got so many times cards that I associated with very negative, bad, bad, bad things. Um, because when you listen to a lot of people out there, it's like, oh, you've got the death card, and these are the people who are just looking for like attention or what yeah. have you. Yeah. Um, and I. I got a lot of information that I just didn't like and I was scared of and it terrified me. You know, I grew up being scared of this stuff in general. So when mm -hmm. I started up to it, realizing it's not that scary, it's actually really interesting and really cool. I pulled some cards and I was just like, yep, I put them away. I probably didn't pick up my cards for probably six months. Yeah. And 
I don't know what happened. I, I just randomly felt like, okay, we need to do it. And I started pulling a, a card a day. And then I started realizing that um, sometimes when you get cards that are necess not necessarily a good a good um, thing, quote unquote, I'm saying, um, it's not so much that they're telling you something bad. They're almost helping you to navigate when something might happen or, hey, there's a chance that, you know, you're going to have a tower moment and that's actually a really good thing. You're, you need that to happen, you know? So that was one instance. I will tell you when I started reading for people, um, <laughs> I don't like to pass judgment. Um, I don't like to be a catty little bitch, but... <laughs> that really puts me still to this day kind of puts me off is when I read for people who are um I don't want to say weird that's so rude um I you know in every community there are the people who are there's like a spectrum of people and I embrace my weird w-y-r-d community more than anything but I like I had one lady sit with me and be like told me this whole story. Like she didn't even let me read for her because she took right. over more than I did. And I mean, she was telling me about how she battled with the greys, meaning like the aliens in her backyard and just all these things. And like those, and like when I first started reading, I got a lot of that. Yeah. I, I only like to say I got a lot of it because spirit knows that I can handle it. <laughs> right. Yeah. In time I, w I left and like, okay, I think I need to like take a break from this because that was... Yeah. Like, I don't know how to, I'm, I'm here to help people and I hope I helped her. I don't know what, and I don't discount her experiences. I don't, but at the same time, I'm like, I just don't know that I'm the person to be traversing those waters. <laughs> yeah, I totally hear you. And maybe she just needed somebody to talk to at that point, you know? No, and I've had some really fucked up and crazy things happen to me too so I I really speak of that lightly and I, I don't want to I don't want anybody listening to this if you've had something crazy happen to you don't discount it because of that story um there's somebody who you can talk to about it and if it's me I'm very happy to and I have learned these days how to kind of reel it in for people and be like so let's talk more about it you know and see about what what could have what was happening you know and that's a lot. I, the growth from then to now is, is exponential for me, but that was definitely one of the things that kind of made me be like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm meant for this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think it, at the beginning, hearing that type of stuff could definitely feel overwhelming at, mm -hmm. at the least, right. Just thinking about the whole wide world and all the stuff that's swirling around. Right. And then it all comes to you. <laughs> that's okay. a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of energy. I had my black tourmaline in my hand and I, was, I she left and I was like, okay, we're going to <laughs> Yeah, clear this place out. Clear it out, smoke it out now. Yes, absolutely. That's, wow, that's insightful. I think that's great for people to hear. And I think it's a great reminder that um, you can take a step back if you need to and, and mm -hmm. figure out like who, especially you, you're doing it, you got a website and everything, like who is your ideal client? And you know, that's, that's who begins to come to you. Um, so that's great. Um, so where did you start when you were like, I can do this. I want to do this. Did you take classes? Did you, I know you said you started pulling a card a day. What were some of the things that you did just to really launch your abilities? So I first started, I would like dived into so many books. Um, my very first book was, um, oh, what was it called? You, 
you are psychic, I think, or something like that. I cannot remember it. And then there was another a workbook because I, I started, so in, I lived in St. Petersburg, Florida, and there is a metaphysical store at 10 minutes in every direction here. And I'm telling you, I have been to all of them. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so, but what really started me off was, um, I, like you said, I pulled a card a day and I, then I would write down kind of what I got from the card and what the card said. And this is something that I'm sure every, all of your listeners will have heard of before. Um, and I'm telling you guys, it's not just, people aren't just talking out of their asses when they tell you to do that. That helps out so much. Yeah. Um, then I found for me, when it comes to the cards, when it comes to tarot and psychic work, I found for me the best, um, uh, what do you want to say, spread that works for me every time. And it is so simple. It is not like the Celtic cross and all these big spreads. It's four cards. And then I build off of the four cards if I need to, or I put them all back and reshuffle again. And so find your spread that, that you resonate the most. Um, and that's why oh, you're going to have to work on it and figure things out. Um, for moving into everything even more. So as I started growing more, I realized for me, personally to write everything down. Um, I have a journal for that. I don't use the ter my tarot journal anymore um, because now I'm putting them all online. So it's like, I have it all right there, but yeah. um, I do, I did have a tarot journal that I kept religiously and I use that word loosely, but like every single time I pulled cards, I wrote it down. Um, and as I would write it down, more information would come to me. So that's something I have to stress to everybody. Write your shit down. Write your dreams down. If you have something, like, say you randomly know that you're going to see somebody out and then you see them, write it down, you know, Cat, yeah. like, kind of keep track of all this stuff. Because to me, um, when it comes to, like, spiritual work and, like, your guides and stuff, the more serious you, like, are about it and the more you really kind of um show that you take this stuff you're not taking it for granted the more it grows within you you know um, but i i feel like i could go on and on about this but i don't want to become too wordy i i become wordy very easily but um yeah meditate too meditate meditate the f out of yourself <laughs> Medi yeah the meditation i feel like is so important it's something that i have you know, it's something that I would love to start accountability for this. If anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, it's going to be like, did you meditate today on the stories? Yes or no. And I'm going to be answering too. Like I, that's something that I totally need to be better about. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh. Anthony, since coming into your own as a psychic medium, and when you sort of started this journey as well, have you had any pushback or disapproval, uh, disagreement from, uh, friends or family members of yours? Um, you know, I don't know. Um, okay. So here's the thing. I, I, this is actually funny. I friends wise, everybody is like, finally good. Oh my God, please read for me. You know, cause I did read for a lot of my, especially friends down here in Florida. Um, my family all lives in like Illinois and Arkansas, mostly okay. Illinois. That's where I grew up. And, um, I, so here's the thing is I had struggled so hard with coming out of the broom closet is what I like to say because how conservative my family was and I have a really good relationship with my father now and everything so for me to put stuff online for him to see was like groundbreaking it was very hard for me but he was down here and he's been to my house and I'm telling you if you come into my house ever um you there's no question like yeah. you're like <laughs> 
rides to work on a broomstick. Um, but, and he did nothing. And when I told him, um, honestly, not long ago that I read for people and I do these paintings and all these types of things and people like come to me and I've read for people all over the world and, you know, and I make money. He, well, when, as soon as I said the money aspect, he was like, well, that, you should do that. And <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, not, dad. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I say, I don't know because, um, you know, my, my family up there, I don't know what they know. And I don't really communicate with them like on a day-to-day basis to know. And I'm okay with that. Like, it's not a bad thing. And now my aunt is very excited. She's always like, Hey, I need you to pull cards for me. Yeah. And like, okay, what is it? <laughs> Let's do it. You know? So yeah, I, on that, on that aspect, I can tell you that for me in my own little world, it's very nerve wracking. But when I actually step out and look at it, like nobody's even said anything. They all see my stuff online. Nobody comments anything negative. And so I'm, I'm very lucky for that to be honest, because I know it's not the case for a lot of people. So I'm happy about it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I think, um, it can be nerve wracking to sort of, mm-hmm. uh, let people know that you're doing the work and um yeah what well, what was sort of obviously you have an active instagram and your website has your face on it like what was the experience of as somebody who's probably about to start putting their face on instagram myself like what was the experience of like pressing go on that first Oof. like Ugh. post with that showed you you know <laughs> you gave me chills thinking about that um I created my Instagram while I was working a job that Mm -hmm. I no longer am a part of, thank goodness. Um, That was a huge tower moment for me, actually, leaving that job. But I made it private, and I blocked all the people who worked there. And it really wasn't so much about my first post as it was about the day that I I made it not, I, like, made myself public. Um, And when I did that, I... I, I'm going to tell you, and I'm, I know the listeners are going to under kind of hopefully they'll resonate with this. And if they don't, they eventually will resonate with this. I knew that for me to grow as a, as a psychic medium or as a reader, um, because back then I wasn't calling myself a medium. Um, I had to be public. I needed people to see me. And so I also knew that that was the road that I, this is the road that I'm supposed to be on. And I can't be on this road and be feeling all these things from spirit saying, this is what you need to do. You're going to help a lot of people and then be like, well, I'm not going to do it the way you want me to, because it doesn't work that way. So I, um, I kind of, I just did it. And when I hit that, like public make public. And when, even now, when I hit share, I like have to take a deep breath because I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, and it's, it's exhilarating because, and Haley, I'm going to tell you this as someone, like you said, who's about to go put themselves online. The first time someone says, I claim this with positivity or, Oh my gosh, this resonates for me. It's worth everything. It is worth everything just to know that your words and what you've brought to the table have touched somebody and made them feel not just like like a breath of fresh I don't know how to say it what this is that part where I'm trying to figure out how to take the thoughts when you get that validating experience of helping somebody anything else that comes that negative could come at you it's like it's completely blocked even if it's so, um, yeah, it was terrifying. And it's, like I said, I still have to take a deep breath sometimes when I post stuff. So I'm like, oh gosh, but then it's always accepted with so much gratitude. So, 
I love that. And I think before pressing post, just taking that breath and being like, I'm attracting positivity, you know, mm-hmm. like the, that other stuff. And you're totally right. You know, like people see that stuff. And, and when I first started to see that stuff before I was doing this was like, oh, like I'm actually not alone. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't as scary as I thought it was, which is just an incredible feeling. So you're totally right. That's amazing. Um, so how did you choose your name, the Auric Diviner? Well, <laughs> I was walking with my husband, um, who was just my, not just my fiance, who was my fiance at the time. And I, when I, um, started the paintings, my name on Instagram was Bibbidi Bobbidi Boy Witch. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and that's so hard for people to like spell out and find and everything. So I was like, I need to find something new. I need to find a different name. And I, he, we got to talking about like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I, I'm doing something that I call aura, rend- aura, rend- aura renderings. And he was like, well, I'm, I'm, I can't remember. Through our conversation, we started talking about like the auric something or whatever, yada, yada. And I think my friend, either my friend or, he, or my husband said, what about the auric diviner? And I was like, okay, let's just do it. And I, to this day, I'm still like, should I change it? Should I change it? And then I keep reminding myself that I have 500 business cards with the auric diviner on it. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was just kind of like a, what do you do? What's a good name that people can find and see easily? And I'm like, this, this works. And that's where I'm at now. The Oric Diviner. I love that. I love, um, I love the way it sounds. I love the word diviner. I don't know. It gives me like such a bright light, you know, it just, it's a great feeling. So I think you should keep it at least till the 500 business cards run out. Yeah. <laughs> Those were- <laughs> exactly. Um, so when did you start, you, you said your journey has been about 10 years, but when did you start getting pretty serious, making the website, doing, um, you know, doing it sort of professionally might not be the word, but doing it, you know, sort of for real. I, I love the word professionally. That makes me feel great, by the way. Um, <laughs> I, so it would have been in 2000, it was two, like two years ago now. Um, almost two years ago, I, I, I had read for people just like, you know, randomly here and there for quite a long time, just the cards wise, especially, um, I, um, did that for about seven, seven ish years. Like when I first got my deck, I started reading for myself and then I put them down forever then picked them up. And then I would randomly read for friends. And then it wasn't until January of 2021, I think. I have to remember my dates correctly. Um, it's a very, very amazing story. I, if you don't mind me telling you. Um, Absolutely. I got a message on Instagram or on Facebook from the owner of a shop that used to be in Dunedin, Florida, which is about, I don't know, like maybe 30 minutes north of me, if that. Um, and she was like, Hey, if you have a second, can I give you a call? I was like, huh? Okay. Like we had messaged each other before because I used to go hang out at her shop. My best friend was my best friends worked there. So I would go hang out with them there. And the owner, I got on the phone with her and she said, Hey, I, I need to ask you a question. She said, do you see auras? 
I said, kind of, I said, not, I don't, I don't know that I see them like everybody else sees them. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, I just, I see colors that I associate with people. And it's not just, it's never one color. It's like different colors, you know, with people. And she's like, okay. She said, I, um, something came to me last night. I, I, I had like a vision and I was like, well, what do you mean? And she's like, my guide showed me you sitting at um, this old antique uh, table or this art, like a drafting table, art, art table. And you were painting people's auras with watercolors. And this is the part that I shit you not. My husband had just bought me for Christmas, a giant set of paints with like acrylic, all this stuff. And I had picked up the watercolors first and was just so mesmerized by what I could do with these watercolors. Yeah. And so she told, said that to me and I immediately, I was in my car, I had just gotten certified as a personal trainer to be a personal trainer. And I was at the gym that I was working at that I fucking hated. I wasn't happy. I, I literally had cried so many times about why did I do this? Why did I spend so much time on this? And she said that to me and I'm in my car outside this gym and I would just, it was like someone flipped a light switch. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. She's like, what do you mean? I go, first of all, the watercolors. Second of all, if you could see what I'm sitting at right now, where I do my readings and where I paint, it's an antique drafting table that my mother-in-law let us have. Amazing. And I was just like, Kim, oh my God. So immediately I like, after I got home and I worked on some stuff, I sat down and I did um, remotely. I didn't even call. I called my friend and I said, hey, Colby, let me, can I do this reading for you? And he, he was like, you know, ethically speaking, I want to ask for permission, right? And he said, absolutely. Well, I sat there and I just let my mind fill with all these different colors and I watched it as it comes together and I just started painting them on the paper. And um as I was painting them, I was just kind of like taking notes about what I was getting from each color. Like, what does the blue mean? Why is there purple? Why am I seeing purple up here by his head? All this type of stuff. And I wrote it all out for him and I typed it all up, emailed it to him. And he literally read everything and got back to me. And he, he said, I cannot believe what you just did. I cannot believe that you picked up on all these things that I haven't even talked about with anybody and all this stuff. And then, so after him, I did it for about three or four more people, um, like just like kind of a handful of people in my, my little community here. And they all were just like, wow, this is amazing. And so I made a little Facebook group and I put a little blurb about what it is and how I would like to do it some more. And I was charging, like, I think I charged 50 bucks because I was sending them, I would paint them and then send them to people. Yeah. And two people that I did it for, didn't even get back to me, which was so heartbreaking because I love the validation. I have, I have a Leo moon, so I love validation and I'm very, uh, I'm very in insecure. Um, <laughs> but it kind of, after that, my, the lady Kim invited me to read at her shop and I went in and I booked out, I had five one hour readings that day That's and I was incredible oh my god I left and I almost threw up I, by the last reading I was so nauseous but when I realized oh my god people are 
coming here, they're leaving in tears and they're paying me. And I was like, this could be like a thing. I could do this and I could be in my, my jam. I could be doing things that I love and like being able to support myself and being able to help people all in one big thing. And from there, it just kind of took off. I, I developed the, my business cards. I made my Instagram a little bit more cohesive with it. And then um, I didn't do the website, honestly, until like a couple months ago. Cause so I was like, I didn't realize you can make a website like that. Like, yeah. you know, my entrepreneurship abilities are kind of little, like little to none. So right. they're growing though. So yeah, that's my journey. I'm sorry. That was so long. <laughs> oh, that's, it's perfect. I love that. And I think anybody listening, just a reminder that spirit speaks in a lot of different ways. They're not going to sometimes just drop it in your head. They're going to drop it in your friend's head and they're going to call you and let you know about it. <laughs> They're going to tell the person that you will listen to the most. And it might be the homeless person on the street or the person across the road who's running from a dog. I don't know. Right. Exactly. Yep. Just listen. Just, and that's the great thing about meditation too, is getting quiet and learning how to listen, which is something that I struggle with. (laughs) So, Uh, uh, you know what my biggest, so I know this, I don't know if you, this is something we should even talk about, but I, I feel the need to, I feel guided to say this. Let's say that the best way to develop a strong practice with meditation is doing it in the same spot in the same time every single day. And for me, it wasn't even that I had to have the same incense. I had to have the same music. Um, and everything like the fragrance what it was like my mind now knows when I smell that lavender and I I have to meditate in the bathtub which is weird I know for some people but um when I hear the water running and I hear that music and I smell the lavender my mind almost now subconsciously says oh we're gonna meditate yeah absolutely took me a while to get there but it just that that's my suggestion same time same place every day have a meditation instance that you use for only meditation and music that you only use for meditation. I love that. Great tip. Great golden nugget toward the end of this episode. And I'm sure we'll have more. Um, But yeah, those, I love the auric readings that way because they're so unique. It's such a unique thing. Um, And also it's, it's something physical that people can, can have with them, which I think is really special. And when you come out of a reading everything feels really great. You got so much info. And I know a lot of people record their readings and stuff now, but having something to walk away with that's artistic and beautiful is something really special. So I love that. Um, How do you prepare for a reading? What are some of the things that you do to prepare yourself to paint or, um, you know, paint someone's aura or also just to do a, a psychic or mediumship reading? Um, so the first thing I, I personally like to do is I check in with myself. Um, and this is something that I think that everybody should do, whether they're going to be reading or not, is just always check in with yourself. How, how do I feel today? And if it's been a stressful day, okay, I know I need to cleanse and maybe need to shower or whatever. Um, if I'm going to be reading at a shop, I always do a, like a little cleansing moment with, you know, whatever sort of herb, smoke, um, salt bath, anything like that. Um, And I will always sit and I don't, I used to be so much more in depth. And now I feel I'm to the point where I feel like I'm at a point in my evolution of being a reader that I can sit and I just say a quick little blessing for protection, for guidance. And I always ask for my (laughs) messages to come through clearly so that I can deliver them clearly. 
um, because that is something that I struggle with, um, words. Um, so I asked for that type of stuff. And I think too, um, for everybody listening, when you start to read for people, you can set your parameters while you're getting set up. So for me, my parameters are always, um, it's so funny by the way. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna go on a tangent in a second, but before I go on this tangent, set your parameters for safety. Um, I asked for protection from outside harmful energies, entities, or disturbances so that nobody walks in while I'm giving a reading, you know? Love that wording, yeah. yeah. And then I asked for, um, you know, clear messages. Um, and then because I do I do the mediumship, I asked for any spirit people to come through clearly um, and um, help me to deliver the messages clearly. I made they resonate. Um, and then the one thing I actually ask all the time, and my, my friend, who is an Akashic reader says it's because I'm reading Akashic records and I'm, I still have yet to dive into that, but I always ask to be able to access the person's door. So when you're like opening the door and you're talking about the doors being closed, I wanted to be like, ah. oh my um, gosh, I love that. That's yeah. great. I like Haley, if I were reading with you, my blessing would it be like guardians, guides, angels, and ancestors, please surround Haley and I with the purest white light and helping us to connect to ourselves as well as to each other and helping it, helping to protect us from any outside harmful energies, entities, or disturbances. And then I would ask, help me to find Haley's door and access it. So they bring, may bring forth the messages that she needs today. That's a really important thing to me, the messages that you need today. So you might be coming to ask a question, but is that the message that you need today? That might not be, you know, yeah. um, get to your question, but yeah. So anyway, that's what I do. I like to really, I like the blessing aspect of it because I noticed that when I do a blessing like that, the person that's getting the reading tends to calm down. They tend to relax a little bit and open their minds. And um, when I, versus when I wasn't doing a blessing, it was like, all right, here we go. We're going to start shuffling these cards. And, you know, it just didn't, it, there was something off about it. So definitely develop and develop your own blessing too. Yes, absolutely. So do you do the message out loud, aloud with your, whoever's sitting? Yeah, no, I say I cool. bless out with them um, because, okay. So I didn't finish the blessing, but I also asked them, I have them do this thing where I say, okay, I'm going to use you as a, as an example. I'll say, Haley, do me a favor and um, imagine yourself in your living room watching TV comfy and cozy. Now you hear a knock on your door, go to your front door, unlock it and see me standing there and invite me in. And it's funny because there people do different things. They either go, come on in, or they'll sit there really quietly for a second. And I just feel myself entering. And now there will be times where I won't feel myself entering. Yeah. Like, okay, I need you to trust me. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go through your entire house. I'm just going to come in for a second, take a look around. And it is so interesting. So now this is where the clairvoyance comes in. Um, if you ever get a reading from me, audience or Haley, I will say the blessing. And after the blessing, I will immediately start seeing things. You know, um, for instance, the other day with the reading, I saw an egg, a big dragon's egg. And I immediately opened my eyes and I grabbed this book that I don't have. It's in my book bag over here because I took it with me yesterday. But um, and I looked it up, what dragon egg meant. And it was so on point for with what the person was coming to read for. Um, sometimes I'll see shapes, I'll see plants, I'll see anything. And that's where the reading starts. I go over what I see first and then we just go from there. So 
Yeah. I love that. That's incredible. I also love that you mentioned like, it's okay to sort of look something up while you're reading. Like, oh, if you, yeah. yeah, if you need to know and you know you have a source, why not look at that? I think that can make people really nervous, especially when they're starting to learn their signs and their symbols. Mm-hmm. What could this mean? Oh, what if I don't know what it means? Well, get yourself a, a great book that you trust and, and have it by your side. I love that. Absolutely. I, I will tell, I'm here to tell you, the more transparent you are with the people that are coming to read for you, the more they're going to open up and allow you to access their door <laughs> or what yeah. have you. Um, because I mean, I'll sit there and I'll tell people when, okay, this is my ego. I'm sorry. Um, my favorite thing to tell people is you need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of egoic readers out there who want to take the place of a therapist. And I'm like, no, that's not me. <laughs> that is not me. You need I therapy. think that's a great differentiation to make like psychics and mediums are not your therapist, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so something I've been thinking about lately is I'm getting into this work um, and the world is the way that it is right now um, is Um, why is this work important? And I think I have a lot of thoughts on it, but I I would love to get your thoughts. Why do you think uh, psychic and mediumship work is important for yourself and this world? Well, I can speak for myself first. It is important to me because it is how I, I, it is how I connect to my purpose in this world. Um, Let's pick up where we left off. Why is this work important for yourself and for the world? For me, it's because that's, this is how I connect to, I would say my higher self, my purpose. Um, It's where I found myself and where I, I became not depressed anymore. Basically when I opened myself up, I think it's important for the world uh, because the world is waking up. Um, Every people are waking up in droves. And I think that they need people like you and me who, you know, we've had our wake up moments a little bit earlier and we all go through multiple wake up movement moments, but there's a lot of people out there who have been through it and who have been going through their quote unquote wake up moments a lot longer. And I think for those of us who are currently waking up every single day, we need that. So we need those people to help us and that's what we can do. So that's, that's my answer. <laughs> I love that answer. Um, and my last question to finish off the episode is what is something that our listeners can do to open up their door a little bit and access their psychic abilities and intuition? I would say find what, what drew you in, in the first place, what draws you in, in the first place. For me, it was like correspondences to things. I wanted to know what black tourmaline meant. And when I started opening that door, it led to another door and then another door and another door. For some people, it's angels. For some people, it's, you know, it can be something like tarot or pendulums is another something that I think people should pick up. I love the pendulum, you know, that also drew me in. So find what draws you in and just learn about it and take it day by day and don't try to force feed yourself a bunch of stuff all at one time and become overwhelmed and meditate (laughs) and meditate. I love that. That's amazing. Well, Anthony, thank you so, so much for being here. I super appreciate you being willing to come on and talk to everybody listening. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah. So, um, on Instagram, it's at the underscore arc, A-U-R-I-C underscore diviner. Um, that's my Insta. And then I am 
try to stay as active as possible on the uh, TikTok. And on TikTok, it's at the art diviner there too. So check me out, y'all. I love it. Great. Awesome. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And remember, don't be afraid to open your door.